We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Right now at Safeway, shop the Big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three-wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all-purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. This word here, this one, this one, this one's gonna get in your face like. You ready? Bible's up. My Bible up because I'm using the Harvest Mobile app. And let's make our confession of faith together. It's there on the bottom of the screen. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we've already given this atmosphere to you. So now we pray that our spirit is open and ready to receive. Not just our spirit but allow our soul to receive today. That's our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. I pray that you customize, tailor make this work for us, your people today. Get in our face today. Why? So that you can make our future better. Get in our face today. Why? So that you can cause us to flourish. Get in our face today. Why? So that we can see you do something amazing in our lives. In Jesus' name, hands up! Listen, I want to get right into this word today. It's week six of our series, Harvest at the Movies, and we're using movies from the big screen to learn biblical principles. Today, we're going to Toy Story. Now, we're going to the original Toy Story because there have been 4,222 installations into the Toy Story franchise. And so I want to go back to the original. Somebody say, let's go back to the original. Say, matter of fact, say, I got a friend indeed. You know it. Go sing it. All right, very good. That's enough. That can't come out of my preacher time. Watch this. Uh, listen, it is about Woody, who's a good-hearted cowboy dog who belongs to a young boy named Andy. Somebody say Andy. He sees his position. Watch this. We're all ready for to get in it. He sees his position as Andy's favorite toy jeopardized when his parents buy him a new toy, a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Watch this. You only get insecure when you ain't been doing what you need to do to secure what you have. Oh, yeah, we're we coming out the gate. Listen, if you are dealing with feelings of insecurity, it's an indication that there's something you need to be doing that you're not doing. And rather than getting insecure and hating on the new thing, you need to become a better version of your thing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. 
The reason we have so many haters and negative people and people trying to pull down people in the world today is because there's insecurity in the land. But why is there so much insecurity? It's because you ain't been performing and you know that somebody else is going to show up and do the job you wouldn't do. And so now you hating on them. And I need you to not hate on your neighbor. I need you to build your neighbor. I need you to encourage your neighbor and tell them, say, do your thing. You wouldn't be worried about the new person if you were doing your job. You, oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Look, married folks, you wouldn't be worried about somebody else walking in front. If you, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You wouldn't be worried about somebody else taking your job if you were doing your job. Watch me. Watch me. So, 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 so Woody is insecure because Buzz Lightyear comes, and Buzz Lightyear's got a bunch of things that Woody doesn't have. He's got these little lights. He's got this spaceship or the space suit, rather. He's got all of these things. Watch this. And all of these things are now making Woody feel insecure because he feels like his position is jeopardized. One of the greatest lessons we could learn, watch this, is the people, watch this, that you hate on, instead study. Instead of looking at somebody, she thinks she all that. He thinks he all that. Why don't you shut that down and start taking some notes? Some of you in here right now, you got people who do not like you and do not know you. And the reason they don't like you is because instead of being inspired by you, they feel insecure and intimidated about you. And let me tell you what you're going to stop doing. Stop coming down to make them feel better. You're going to need to tell everybody in your life, I'm not coming down. You're going to have to come up. I ain't coming down. So if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you can't do it, you can't do it. If it's too much for you, it's too much for you. But I'm not coming down there. I was called to rule. Let's go and reign and conquer and subdue. And I'm not going to bow down and be average for you. Some of you single people, you keep coming down to their level. You need to make them come up. If you can't come up, get to stepping. It's seven billion people on this planet. Somebody can get it done. What's this? What's this? Even worse, Buzz thinks he's a real spaceman on a mission to return to his home planet. He really believes he's on a mission. Watch this, which intimidated the other toys. When you know you ain't here just to have kids pay bills and die, you will intimidate other people because they're going to be like, you can't really be on no mission. And sometimes you got to look at them and see, well, maybe you don't see what I see because I'm on a mission down here. I'm simply to use my life to change the lives of other people. I am blessed to be a blessing. And just because you don't understand my mission don't mean I'm going to stop my mission for you. Somebody say, come down for what? Buzz Lightly looked at them like, That's why people be making fun of you. You just go into church. I'm on a mission. You just be giving. I'm on a mission. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. You just be giving God worship and it doesn't look like it's working. Baby, I'm on a mission. Everything's turning together for my good. So, 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 so when Andy's family decides to move to a new house, Woody and Buzz have to unite. 
Sometimes God will put something you need in the middle of something you don't enjoy. Sometimes God will put a lesson you need inside of somebody you want to cuss out. Sometimes God will put something you need inside of something you do not enjoy. He'll put a blessing in some sandpaper. He'll put a lesson inside of a loser. Y'all ain't talking to me. He'll put something that we need inside of something that we do not enjoy. And then God says, I need you to be mature about this and not be immature. I need you to learn how to work with people that you know been talking about you. I need you to learn how to not get bitter. I need you to learn how to not get angry. I need you to learn how to mature. Maturity says, I know what you've been doing, but that ain't going to interfere with my mission. Maturity says, I know what you've been saying, but that ain't going to stop me. Maturity says, I know you don't think it can be done, but watch me do it. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm maturing. I'm maturing. And let's go here, 915. I may not be where I want to be, but is there anybody at the 915 that can thank God you're not where you used to be? I ain't even read a scripture yet. He's got to unite. He's got to unite. Woody has to unite with Buzz Lightyear because they have to escape because they're both trying to get back to Andy. Sometimes God places what we need inside of something we don't enjoy. And you can complain it. You can curse it. You can curse at it. You can curse it out. Or you can look at it and say, this is necessary to get to where I'm going. I'm, I'm helping me. This is necessary to get to where I'm headed, which means the reason I don't have to clap back is because this is necessary to get to where Can I tell you everything that's happened in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, watch this, the stuff that God put on a schedule and the stuff that your disobedience and rebellion put on a schedule, can I tell you something? All of it was necessary. I need those in this room that have decided right now, I am not going to be mad or angry about anything from my past. Why? Because God is going to get the glory out of it. I need you to take 10 seconds and give him glory. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if it was my failure, he's going to make it work for my good. Even if it was my own mistake, he's going to make it work together for my good. The toys got angry when Andy got a new toy. People will get angry when you begin to outperform them. And you need to be okay with that. People will get angry. Watch this, when you learn how to get it done without them. You need to be okay with that. They got angry that Andy got a new toy. Then they got angry when Andy stopped playing with toys. Because eventually Andy said, I ain't studying Woody or Buzz. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I reasoned like a child. But baby, when I put on my big boy, your big girl, I had to put away toys. There are certain things, hear me, there are certain things, watch this, that as you grow in God, you outgrow. Say it again. 
There's certain things that as you grow in God, you outgrow. See, it's cute, watch this, to put your hand on your hip and get an attitude as a little kid. That's cute. That ain't cute as no grown woman. It's cute to take your toys and go play home and go home because people don't like, you know, uh, at the playground because they didn't let you do what you wanted to do. That might be cute <laughs> as a child, but as an adult, you look foolish. So watch the word. Watch this. As we grow in God, somebody say, I'm growing. Ooh, say it like me to say, I'm growing. Sometimes you need to take a moment to celebrate your own growth. And baby, it may not be nothing but a baby step, but it's a step. It might not be nothing, but you didn't clap back one time. That's one time. It may be that you started giving and you just started five minutes ago, but you started. It may be that you forgave somebody you didn't want to forgive, but you forgave. As we grow in God, the things that we outgrow. See, while children look cute with certain things, you look crazy with as an adult. You know, there's certain things that you look at and say, this, this belongs on a three-year-old boy, not a 35-year-old man. Not a 45-year-old woman, not a 55. This, this doesn't look cute. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, it's time to grow. The Bible actually has a powerful verse that speaks to that subject. I already referenced it. Here it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Here it is. This is the Apostle Paul. Paul is a cool guy. Why is he cool? Paul was arrogant, prideful. He was a know-it-all. He's what I like to call a know-nothing know-it-all. We all know people like that. If you don't know somebody like that, you're the one we know. Well, he don't know nothing, but he know everything about something. And then somebody with a little bit more knowledge shows up and says, Paul, boom, here's how you get it done. Oh, well, the reason I couldn't figure it out is because of this, 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 and no, Paul, you just don't know Nan. Paul has an interesting encounter because he was killing Christians. And he said, I'll never be one of them. Just like some of y'all are in church today. I ain't going to be one of them people shouting in church, dancing in church, serving in church. I ain't about that life. Look at where you at. Never's a dangerous teacher because sometimes she'll give you the lesson just to tell you not to use her. So Paul, Paul, Paul has this lesson, right? And so Paul, Paul is writing to go kill some additional Christians. And the Bible says he's knocked off of his animal. Sometimes God has to knock you off of what you ride in high on. Because it's the only time you'll listen. Sometimes he has to let the business fail so that you'll listen. Sometimes he has to let the relationship fail so that you'll listen. Sometimes he's got to let, y'all ain't said that. Sometimes you got to get fired so you'll listen. Sometimes you got to get forced out so that you will listen. He knocks Paul off of his animal so that Paul listens and he says, Paul, it's me you're persecuting. Who are you, Lord? Wait, what do you mean, who am I, Lord? So that you, you know what you're doing is wrong. You're just so drunk off of you. That even though you knew what to do, you did not do it, Paul. And so Paul starts out as this arrogant guy. And he gets real arrogant with the other, the other leading men of God. And he says, who perceive themselves to be pillars of the faith. I withstood them. And then God is like, Paul, even though I'm using you, I still got to teach you. See, sometimes, watch this, the dichotomy that we face in life is, God, how are you using me while at the same time you're teaching me? And so you're using my life to get the glory at the same time you're taking me through some gutters. 
Because he's using Paul to heal people. And as he's using Paul to heal people and change lives, at the same time, he's dragging Paul through a gutter that makes him leave his pride. He says, so I'm going to use you, but at the same time, I got to let you go through the gutter. I'm going to get the glory out of your story, but at the same time, Paul, you got to get go through the gutter because you're arrogant. You talk too much. You think you, you compete with people who on their worst day have done more than you on their best day, on your best day. This is how Paul was. He was arrogant. He, he would talk about the other. I withstood them. Dude, you just got here. We were with Jesus since the beginning. We helped Jesus to build it. We've been through hell and high water. And now you stepping in talking about y'all need to do this, y'all need to do this, y'all need to do this. It's almost like Toy Story. It's Woody and Buzz. But both of them got to go through a gutter. So watch me. Paul goes through this journey. And he finally, if you read, he wrote lots of the letters to churches in the New Testament, the epistle letter. And so if you read Paul's journey, Paul all of a sudden, he gets real humble. He gets humble because he goes from being this guy who's on top of the world to making prayer shawls. Tents, they're called in scripture. Not literally like a tent. We think of it a teepee tent. No, no, no. Prayer shawl. That's what it was called by Hebrews. And so now he's gone from being all up there to now he's making prayer shawls. Healing people, making prayer shawls. Getting people breakthrough, making prayer shawls. You're going to get where I'm going in a moment. Paul had to go through this process of maturity even while God was getting movement out of him. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Is sometimes you think that when God begins to use you that he's done teaching you because you think you've arrived. And God says, no, while I'm using you, somebody say, God, get the glory out of my life. While he's doing that, he's like, but there's some other lessons we need to handle. I'm going to get the glory, but we're going to take you through this gutter. And the gutter is not to punish you. The gutter is because you don't listen to me, Paul. Watch the, watch the trait. You don't listen, Paul, when you're up. You only listen when you get knocked down. You proved that to me when I called you. Watch this. When I, oh God, when I called you, I had to knock you off of your animal. So now that means to keep you, I got to knock you off of your animal. Unless you decide to grow up. And mature. Somebody say, I'm maturing. See, if you were running from God when he called you. And he had to shut down every option. That means, watch this, until you mature, in order to keep you, he's got to shut down every option. Some of you wonder why, why did none of my relationships work? Because God says that was running. You were hoping that they were going to be your escape from having to do what I said to do. I'm preaching better than the churches saying amen. So watch. So Paul goes through this process, and he has to grow up. He's a grown man, but he has to grow up. He's a grown man. He got a whole grown, he's a whole grown man. <laughs> to the ladies, a whole grown woman. Grown. You know what I'm saying? Grown, grown. But he's still immature. I rebuke our immaturity. So watch what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. Child here means, watch this, unlearned, unenlightened. He meant nobody taught me. See, sometimes in life you can use that as an excuse. But if you've been here for longer than two weeks, you can't use that. 
He said, I talk like a kid. Child here, me. I talk like one that was unlearned. I said stuff that, in hindsight, I'm like, I said that? I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became, stop, the word became doesn't refer to when he turned 18. Because in Hebrew culture, you were expected to be at the age of the law as a boy at 13. They called it bar mitzvah, mitzvah, law, age of the law, age of responsibility. Between 12 and 13. Now, check this out. So he says, when I became a man, that word became in Greek, the language of our New Testament. You ready for this? It means when I chose. When I decided. Watch what Paul says. I had to decide that it wasn't good enough to just be a male. I needed to mature into being a man. See, a male is by birth. A man is by choice. A female is by, y'all ain't talking to me, is by birth. But, but being a lady is by choice. You're such a lady. He says, he says I decided I was going to grow up because I got tired of the only way that God could get something to me was he had to, was he had to knock me off of me. I, I, I got tired of always having, go to camera two, please. I got tired of having to always be knocked down in order to get the lesson. So what did Paul say? What did Paul say? He says, when I became a man, never try to do men's business with boys. You'll be frustrated because they will always come up with problems and you're trying to solve them. Let me talk to some of our business owners. The only reason that you feel like it ain't working is because you got boys handling the business of men. That's what the Bible says. In business, be men. Well, watch me. Paul said, I'm sick of getting knocked down. I'm sick of it. I decide that rather than get knocked down, What's in here to learn? I ain't got to go through another loss. Watch this. You don't need another divorce. Come here. You don't need another broken relationship. Paul said, let me just get these lessons. Because I am, watch this. I have to become. I have to decide to be. A man. Somebody said, I have to decide. And look at what he says he did. I gave up childish ways. The word give up means discharged, separate from. So here's what he said. You act like a kid. You represent where I've been. You don't want to grow. I love you, but we have to separate. You've been dating me nine years. 
If you don't know by now, you ain't gonna know. I love you. But we have to. You always are so negative. And you blame everybody else. And you never check yourself. You're great to hang around. You tell great jokes. But we have to separate. The issue somebody on your row is having is that the mature them knows that. But their attachment won't let them do that. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to you. Look at 1 Corinthians 11. He says, when I became a man, when I chose to be a man, I gave up. Discharged. Um, you know, when you discharge from the hospital, you're, they're not, you're not their responsibility anymore. And once you walk out that door and you discharge papers, you can't say, now when are y'all going to bring me my jello? You're not their responsibility anymore. Look at me. Some of your stress is because you have not discharged what you are no longer responsible for. I know. You ready? So here's the three things he said he did. All right? And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rock this word. You ready? What's the first thing he said? I spoke like a child. Here's what that word spoke means in the Greek language or New Testament. Preach like a child. When a child is preaching, a child is never wrong. When a child is preaching, what do you mean to preach? To speak something in an emphatic way. When a child is preaching, watch this. It ain't never the child. It's everybody else. Did you mess with them cookies in the cookie jar? Well, Darlene let me in here. That's not what I asked you, Adam. What did you do? See, a child is always about assigning blame to somebody else. So even when they speak, blame is there. A child never says, I did it. A child says, look at what they did. Y'all ain't talking to me. It means to say, to talk, to tell. He says, when I was a child, I told stuff like a child. In other words, I couldn't be trusted with confidential information. Because I wanted people to know I had a leg up on them so I would release the little bit I knew. Even though what I knew wasn't everything because a child always wants to feel like they got an advantage. I got to move. Okay, watch this. To utter, but then here's the one that got me. It means to speak after. So what a child does is a child is known because after they see something, the way they speak after it reflects their immaturity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, okay, come here. All right, all right, okay. Now watch this. I want everybody to watch me. Y'all watching me? Okay, okay. What am I doing? Giving him a hug, right? This is a side hug. This is a church official hug. Side hug. Some of y'all be hugging like. Church appropriate hugs have a triangle in between them. <laughs> Some of y'all. <laughs> Shalom. God bless you. I ain't seen you all week. That's not church regulation. Church regulation has a triangle in between. 
Here's what a child will do. A child will see me doing this. And a child will see me walking down the hall and doing this. And here's what a child will say. Bishop was letting Tony have it. No, they were walking through the hall. He wouldn't even let him go. After you've seen something, a child can't report what's factual or what's actual. A child reports their perception. They remember when they daddy used to do them that way. And they were in trouble. So that's how a child speaks. Thank you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So here's Proverbs 18. Two. We're going to look at Proverbs 18.2. Just a couple more verses. Y'all all right? Yes, Proverbs. Proverbs means wisdom. 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Ah! You know you're dealing with a child when you tell them to shh and listen, and they want to keep talking. It's a child. So stop the conversation. I've learned to just smile and stop talking. I just move on. Book ahead. Because you don't want to get an understanding. You want to be right. So a man has no business having a conversation with a boy. Some of y'all, you deal with friends like this right now. They will call you with all their issues. You know you need to come to church. Look, I got issues with church. I was church hurt. No, 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 no. You were hurt on your job. You still work. You got in a car accident. You still drive. Just tell the truth. You don't want to do it God's way because you think you're grown. Verse 4, and I get, got to get ready to go here. Verse 4, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. In other words, it says, when you listen to what a man says, it's telling you everything you need to know. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. Verse 5, it is not good to be partial to the wicked or deprived of righteousness of justice. See, a child always wants to take the side of who's wrong. A child, watch this, is always trying to advocate for people who are out of order. That's what it means. See, a child is always saying, well, Bishop, you should maybe look at it on this side, too. No, that's wicked and out of order. And the fact that you think that way means you're a child. You ain't got to like it. It's book. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of y'all look. Some of y'all were trying to get out of bad situations and bad relationships, and you got on the phone with a child. Well, it ain't that bad. What time, what time she get home? I mean, it, it was 3.30. It could have been 5.30. Could have been. What world is this acceptable? They were having a rough night. Were they going to have some more rough ones? Because the key man is outside to change the married people. Verse 6. I'm cutting up. I must be hoagie. Verse 6. A fool's lips. Watch this. Walk into a fight. His mouth invites a beating. <laughs> I love this verse. Bible says a fool here has four different definitions. It means an immature man, a child. It says, watch this. There's some people. They invite. Listen, I can lay hands or throw bow. I'm just... I can lay them or you can catch them. I don't know. This is how a child speaks. A child pushes buttons. A child doesn't know how to just... A child wants to... And then when they get met with the force they brought... I can't believe you treated me like that. I can't believe you said that to me. 
You invited it. You, you asked for it. What you asked for it for? Verse 7. I got to finish. A fool's mouth is his ruin. Immature man. Child. It's his ruin. And his lips are a snare to his soul. Mind thoughts. He says his own mouth messes up his mind. His own, mouth mess, his own mouth messes up his life. It's a snare. He trips over it. He runs into it. Say, so speak like a child. Look at verse 8. This last part. The words of a whisperer, that means gossip, are like delicious morsels. They go down to the inner parts of the body. The Bible says a child likes gossip. A mature person says, stop. Who are you talking about? Let's walk right over here right now. So just to clarify... child don't want to do that. The child says, I don't want to get nobody in trouble. But well, then why are you talking to me? Tell the truth. You just wanted to be a child. Playing with them toys. You'll shut down a lot of junk on your job. All you got to do, 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 I got to quit. All you got to do is when they come to you, oh, I can't, I can't. Oh, we've got a meeting and I can't stand the way Susan does this. Really? Okay. Hey, Susan, come on down here. What are you doing? Oh, no. Don't go nowhere now. Don't go nowhere now. Mm -mm. Oh, no. Bathroom's locked down. Bathroom's shut down. Security, lock the bathrooms down. Stand right here and tell me what you just said about her. Because I don't have time to get pulled into your junk, into your drama. I'm a grown man. I'm a whole grown man. You're a whole grown woman. Stop letting people bring you gossip. Number two, thought like a child. I got to quit. The word thought means think like a child. Judge like a child. A child always judges something normally from the perspective of being a victim. Look at what they did to me. Why am I being overlooked? Why am I not being treated right? You didn't do what you're supposed to. Supposed to. Watch. Direct the mind to. Seek for. Observe care for. Check this out. There are three basic choice patterns. Yes, no. Pick one. Pick multiple. Sometimes the easy way now might be the hard way later. So when making choices, watch this. Children don't count the cost. Your child will come to you and say, they will bring you that JCPenney magazine. I don't know if they even still got them. Do they still have a JCPenney magazine? The big brand? Oh. Well, years ago, some of y'all remember, they used to send out the big book around about August, September of the catalog from JCPenney. Anybody remember that? And watch this. You know what we did? I, well, let me tell you what I did. Maybe you didn't do this, but I had faith. I would open that thing up. Listen, I couldn't even play the guitar and be circling, I want the guitar with this amp. Watch me. I, I, look, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want, all, I want all of these things. And then watch this. And then you get a magazine, but you wouldn't get it back. It'd sit on the coffee table for a little bit. So what you do is then you say, okay, I need to go take another approach. So then you'd write a list. This is on page 42. This is on page 43. A child doesn't consider the fact, watch this, that there's cost involved. Parents, your children today will come to you, I want an iPhone 10. I want an iPhone XS, XSR2. You know, like, this is too much. I'm going to get you a razor. That's what I'm going to get you, a Motorola razor. Get you a flip phone. 
There's <laughs> too much going on. You get you a next day or two-way. You ain't gonna be able to tune away nobody, but you know. So watch this. Watch what Paul was saying. Paul said, I never counted the cost. Luke 14, 28. For which one of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down to count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Verse 29. Otherwise, when he's laid the foundation, he can't finish it. And other people are going to look at it and mock him because he started. Watch this. He often, watch this. Watch what children do. They often start what they, watch this, weren't prepared to finish. They start stuff they weren't prepared to finish because, watch this, they think like a child. I don't, I'm just going to do it. We have a lot of that today in culture where people just, I'm just going to do this. You didn't think it through. You didn't plan it out. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Watch this. So then you get mocked because you always start stuff that you don't finish. So the earmark of a child is a bunch of commas, no periods. Third thing. He said, I reason like a child. I'm done. Is this helping anybody? Remember, I told you up front, this word is going to. I was wrapping this thing up last night. I said, Jesus, you coming out the gate, huh? I said, Lord God, all right. Watch this, watch this. Reason like a child. Count like a child. Here's how a child counts. One, two, three, four, now four, four, five. It's the same thing. When a child is counting, they're not counting for accuracy. Watch this. They're counting for emotional connectivity. What do you mean? A child is not concerned with accuracy. They're concerned with people feeling good. Let me prove it to you. If your child, watch this. If your child, most children aren't built to be bullies. They're taught that. You know, somebody at home teaches them that, you know, all that. I'm talking about bullies. I'm not talking about defending yourself. I'm talking about being a bully. Most people aren't thought to be bullies. Consequently, in America, we don't know how to handle bullies. So then when you have bullies in different places and different roles and different positions doing different things, nobody knows what to do because nobody was taught how to handle a bully. Because the nature of a child is I want everybody to feel good. But that doesn't always mean it's going to be accurate. i got to move because I'm out of time. Charge with. Reason means charge with in the Greek language. It means a child charges people with things that they didn't necessarily do. Then it means reason, decide, or conclude. Here it is. This is the last point. Life improves by choice, not by chance. And children choose carelessly. What do you mean? There's a story in the Bible, 2 Chronicles chapter 10. We're going to read these verses, Speedy Gonzalez. You ready? Y'all remember Speedy Gonzalez? <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old man. Rehoboam is Solomon's son. Who is he? Solomon is whose son? David's son. So David was king. He dies. Solomon's king. He dies. Rehoboam takes over. Rehoboam is interesting. Solomon didn't want to die because his sons were going to take over. It's amazing. The only reason he didn't want to die is he said, because my sons are going to take over and they're nothing like me. That has to hurt as a man to know that you can't leave what you built to anybody in your family. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men. Now, old here doesn't mean old just uh, um, generationally or chronologically. It means mature, who had stood before Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, saying, how do you advise me to answer the people? So he becomes king, so he asks all of the mature men, what do you say? Now, Rehoboam wasn't young. Rehoboam was 41 years, well, I know because I'm.
He said, Rehoboam, you're not ready to rule because you don't know who to ask. What you want, you're not ready for. Because you didn't want wisdom. You went to Google. And not to not Google, but there's certain things Google can't answer for you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. In other words, a child, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Then the Lord will send the word, send the message. And the child will be like, I'm going to call my friend. Then what you come here for? This has been answering everything you've been praying about. Which is why when we come into church 915, I got to close. But when we come into church 915, we got to come with expectancy. We got to come saying, Lord, I need to hear from your word today because I can't... I cannot solve the problems I have using the same level of intellect that created those problems. In other words, I can't reason like a child anymore. So he says, when I became a man, it wasn't about how old he was. It was about his maturity. That word man there in 1 uh, uh, Corinthians 13 and 11. Uh, anybody getting something? I got to close it right here because I'm out of time. You ready? Y'all ready? When I was a child, I spoke like one. I acted like one, or excuse me, I thought like one. I reasoned like one. But when I became, here's what that word man means in Greek, language of our New Testament, a sir. When I became a sir. Hmm. If there's a man next to you or a lady, would you say sir or ma'am? Or whatever they, you know, whatever they are. You know. Watch me. Because a sir. It's not just an adult male. A sir is a man. What do men do? They handle business. What do men do? They make it happen. What do men do? Even if it's uncomfortable, a man deals with pain so he can have gain. What are you trying to say, Bishop? I'm telling everybody today, the greatest lesson we can learn from Toy Story is this. Put the toys away. The greatest lesson we can learn from Toy Story is what? Sometimes it's not about me feeling comfortable. It's about me fulfilling my calling. Sometimes it's not about what I want. Sometimes it's about what he wants. Sometimes it's not about me doing my thing. It's about me doing God's thing. I need you to throw your hands up and I'm out of time. Say, Lord, have your way in my life. Say, your will be done. Not my will be done. If there's anybody that got something out of this word, release a praise in this atmosphere right now. Lord, mature us. Lord, grow us up. All right, here we go. I got to stop. If you're in here, heads bowed, eyes closed. God, I'm out of time. I'm not out of word. I'm out of time. If you're in here and you never give your life to Jesus, good news for you. Let's forget it. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. 
And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.